I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. That is really cool. I was always kind of envious of my mates who worked in bars as they basically just always drank right after they finished work. It's, it's the yeah, adult yeah. version of, of having your parents own a sweet shop. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're like whoa they must be the happiest people in the world (laughs) welcome to legitimate likes the podcast where we take some of humanity's most popular fascinations and we try to work out whether they're worthy of the hype they're likes but are they legitimate likes? My name's Will, and I'm joined as always by my co-host Hugh. Hello, Hugh. Hi, Will. How are you? Uh, good. I ran out of breath at the end of that sentence, but I'm very well. Why did you run out of breath? Have you been doing anything strenuous? Yeah, I went <laughs> I went to meet friend of the podcast, Josh Berry, and I'd say he made me drink too many pints, but I consented to it wholeheartedly and bought some of them uh, and then cycled home. I think I've cycled home faster than I ever cycled home to get to this because I'm genuinely so excited about our guest uh, and I'm a little bit nervous but I didn't want to admit that but now I have. Well you've just admitted to being both drunk and late to the podcast that he's on <laughs> so that's not the most professional approach you could have taken. Nope but I am nervous and I think that makes up for it right? Yeah 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 we're very excited about our guest um, this evening because we're joined by one of and I think I can say this the biggest sketch group in Europe? I don't know. I was going to say Britain and Ireland, but like, what sketch groups do Europe have? Do the Germans have loads of sketch groups? Probably. Nope. Probably. Yeah, probably. The French, no, the Hungarians. It's foil, foil arms and hogses. Oh, that's clunky, isn't it? Foil arms and hogses. There's only one foil hog. There's only one hog, so it'll be hogs. Hog apostrophe S. Uh, well, if they had the drunkenness is coming early doors. We're very pleased to welcome Connor McKenna. Hi, Connor. Hello. This is great because I got to listen to all of that and I was there were loads of opportunities to, you know, to pipe in, but I hadn't been introduced and I felt like it would be like, then you'd have to stop, you know, mm. that great conversation and introduce me. And I, did, I, I was quite selfless of me, I thought, actually. It was generous. I, I think if someone's being introduced and they describe their introduction of, 
I have to listen to all of that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the most complimentary. Okay. But Hugh and Connor, you know each other from the past. Yeah, I mean, we all know each other from Connor the past. Connor and I were in college together That's a long right. time ago. Yeah. yeah, really good times actually. Yeah, and it was at a time when I I sort of tried doing a bit of comedy, and Connor tried doing a bit of comedy, and now. <laughs> Connor's one is a, a household yeah, name and the other global is a primary superstar and i'm yeah. a primary school teacher exactly but you so. were all good all of you guys are good everyone you know what i mean everyone who tried it was good there was no like no. Uh, you know it's funny like uh, it's uh i see some of the people like that we did those debates back and we used to do these college debates and um it was basically just stand-up comedy with the occasional point thrown in every so often <laughs> and like they were all good there's some of those guys i think back on i think Wow, they they could have been amazing stand-ups, mm. but now they're lawyers. You know, <laughs> yeah, they're all lawyers they're and lawyers, doctors using yeah. their comedy for evil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was the other path for you, Connor? What was like pre-sketch comedy? What was the other path that you were going to go down? Um, I well, it was going to be stand-up. To be honest, I did a mm. I did a science degree in college, but it was only as a means to get into university for four years, which meant guaranteed extracurricular activities and a yeah. the comfort blanket of a, of a of a degree or you know somewhere to go during the day you know <laughs> that's the main thing but w- was there a specialism was it science just across the board science N- uh, genetics oh. oh my god oh my god that's so real yeah yeah i actually enjoyed it so um, what can you tell what's the coolest fact about genetics you can tell yeah what's your favorite gene <laughs> there's like these like i can't uh i don't even remember the most random stuff right and one of them is like a a study that was like on mice and they used to have this thing where they they'd always like always do studies on mice and they measured um like uh, a mother's love for their children the m- mice children <laughs> what are they called i think they're called mice mouselets <laughs> mouselets um, they measured it in the thing called LNG, which is called licking and grooming. And that's how they knew, like, the more licking and grooming meant more mothering. And, like, they basically were like, oh, if you take these mice and you put them in, like, this um, in maze where there's, like, the cheese at the end of it, um, the mice that have had more licking and grooming it will get to the cheese faster or will get to it the second time. And, like, it, it always stayed with me. It was like, like, clearly that's just, like, a child that was loved more yeah. will like go further in life. The cheese is like the simplest of it, you know. Um, and then there was like other kind of more grim experiments that involved the same thing. Um, yeah, no so that stood LNG. that stood at me, which is like every time I think about like every time I think about a story of of like you know a criminal or something like that, I'm like maybe just didn't get enough LNG. Just wasn't licked and groomed. But my yeah. problem with that, Connor, is we asked you to tell us something about genetics and you've told us something that's pure <laughs> nurture, not nature. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, Do you even understand true. it at all? Well, actually, very <laughs> interesting fraud. point you make there. Um, because a lot of genetics is, uh, is a thing called epigenetics, which is um, the environment's effect on the genes themselves. So when they discover the genes first, they're like, that's it, we've got it, we've discovered the whole thing. And then afterwards, they're like, oh, no, there's like this whole other layer where there's some genes can be turned off and on depending on your environment. So they're all kind of linked. Wow. Yeah, you can probably edit that bit out. <laughs> oh, that's staying in. That's the no, most is, interesting that's thing that's ever been said on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of uh, licking and grooming, please welcome our producer, Anya, who um, Hi, Anya. 
licks Bye. and grooms the podcast and takes it to a better place. Um, yeah, there was a few moments there. I was like, should I just get amongst it here? Because they've gone through the maze to try to get the cheese. Yeah. Are you trying to say you're the cheese? Is that what you're saying? I'm um, that tasty, tasty cheese. <laughs> at the end of the maze. Mm. Well, in a, in a way, it's um, uh, prescient. Is that the word, Hugh? Sure. That we're 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 talking about college because our topic for today's podcast is your twenties. Oh, yeah. It would have been polite to ask Connor if that was the right word, but yeah. I I I don't know that. I mean, I I've heard that word and I've nodded along to that word, smiled, mm. laughed even, but I don't know what it yeah. means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're just trying to you know give you some LNG, you some okay. positive reinforcement. You know it. that you you you're the man who knows the words. Uh, and by twenties, I don't mean the the roaring twenties. Yeah, good times as well. Uh, yeah, good times also, or this era of the 20s, uh, but your 20s and whether or not, you know, being in your 20s is a legitimate like. Mm. Um, so I guess we'll kick off with a quiz. I have to say it was quite a hard quiz to put together. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, what do you ask about it? It's, it's a nebulous concept, right? Yep. Okay, so our, our first question, Connor, this is very much just, a, you know, a team sports, so just, uh, you know, getting the thick of it. Mm. Um, who became the world's youngest self-made billionaire in March 2019 at the age of 21? Um, is that one of the Kardashians? Was oh, it? He's, he's straight in. Oh no, he's it was one of the lads from Stripe, was it? Uh, he's got a lot of answers here, Will. Oh, yeah. A lot of answers. <laughs> yeah, well, well, he's, he's, answered, he's, he's any... answered them with questions, to be fair. <laughs> which is a very smart <laughs> yeah, move. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. keeping his options open here. Maybe it was, uh, I'm going to go with your one, the Kardashian one. Chloe, was it? That's my guess. I'm on Team Connor. I'm going to lick and groom his uh, answers. You're very close. It's one of the sisters, but it's it's Kylie Jenner with her Kylie Kylie Cosmetics I mean, uh, company. I definitely meant her. The co- like, so I should get points for that. I, I yeah. shouldn't start. I yeah. shouldn't start off too competitive. It's an unlikable characteristic. <laughs> yeah, not enough energy. <laughs> um, okay, so which iconic TV and movie character said, "Enjoy yourself. That's what your twenties are for. Your thirties are to learn the lessons, and your forties are to pay for the drinks." Hmm. Okay. Well. I mean, when Onya says iconic, she just means someone she likes. So okay. it's probably Frasier. Um, <laughs> well, Frasier was never in a movie, Sandy. It's either Fra- Oh, did it say movie? I said movie and TV oh, character. Movie and TV. And TV. Movie mm. and TV. Mm, an iconic character that straddles the silver screen and the smaller silver screen. What's the TV Super? screen called? It's, like a, it's a bronze <laughs> screen. Yeah. Who? Oh, who's in movies and in TV? Connor, come on! You were you were coming up with all your billionaires, all your wrong billionaires. When did you come up with <laughs> yeah. an answer for this one? I was uh, as a shotgunning all of the all of the space there. I forgot that it was a collaborative effort. I think you'll be kicking yourself, Hugh, especially. Is it maybe Homer Simpson? Oh, good guess, but no, we've discussed it on the pod. TVs and movies. Hugh neither prepares nor remembers any of them. Uh, Sherlock, no, Sherlock Holmes wouldn't have said that. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> your, your 40s are to buy, buy the drinks <laughs> Hannibal Lecter wouldn't have said that One of the lads from Sex in the City And by lads I do mean one of the ladies from Oh Sex in the City. yeah Samantha yeah. Samantha. No Carrie It's, oh, a, Carrie it's a Carrie Bradshaw quote It's a Carrie Bradshaw quote yeah. Is it? Okay. Well done uh, Good on you yeah. Will well, Thank you uh, Did you know that all along but you were just saying other stuff to, like, oh, it's BT, I can't say it too quickly Oh no I'm quite forgetful And a little bit tipsy So uh, that was as fast as my brain worked. That's great. I'm impressed anyway. It was real time. What did she say again? Enjoy yourself. That's what your 20s are for. Your 30s are to learn the lessons and your 40s are to pay for the drinks. Do we think that's true? It sounds pretty good to me. Yeah, I, I quite like it. It does. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying 
I live any one of those three, but I think it's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think it's in theory idea. it's great. Okay, so our last question is what do you call somebody in their 20s? So somebody in their 80s is an octogenarian. What do you call someone in their 20s? Vingt-genier. Uh, oh, very good. I, I don't know. French. Uh, yeah. Or... Einen Zweitzegien! This is the sort of thing you, 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 you live for, Hugh. Yeah. yeah. Oh, is it like a... a I was going to say a dodeca something, but that'd be 12, wouldn't it? Mm. Uh, what, can you tell me what language we're based in? I wouldn't know. Do you just call it a venti? Is it a venti? That's just a really tall person in their twenties. Oh right, okay, sorry. <laughs> um, Will Will is circling the drain. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's not the first time that's been said. <laughs> first time it's been complimentary though. Ventinarian. Yeah, I think that's it. But I've I've actually I've actually lost the uh, the 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 bit on my phone, the notes the note on my phone that I had it written down so I we'll have to take a word for it that sounds pretty good yeah well, I think it is a vent ventagerian ventagerian then yeah yeah your um, confidence is what gets you through here yeah yeah so uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get amongst it I suppose uh, your 20s your first question is what was your ideal night out 10 years ago and what's your ideal night out now I don't understand the question <laughs> I, I do <laughs> yeah we'll get Con- Connor you could you could show them how it's done um, well I think I think my ideal night out in my 20s was probably like the idea of going into town. We're going to town. Where are we going? Where are we going to someone's house first? Okay, brilliant. Then we're going to town. Amazing. But you never actually reached town. That was my (laughs) ideal night out. There's constant thought of town so you could have something to work towards. Mm. And then Mm. someone would go, it's actually too late. We should just stay in whoever's house we're in. Hooray! That was my (laughs) ideal night out. It's very, very true. Absolutely. Because a night in town is hell. Whereas a night in someone's house is brilliant. The taxi yeah. drive in could be good fun. And then you get out and from then on till the end, it's crap. <laughs> yeah, grinding misery, I would yeah, say. Yeah, grinding misery. Oh, lucky, lucky misery. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. And do you remember it being a big thing of like, oh, are we going into town? Yeah, there was always a few people who were spearheading that one. I don't think I ever organized a single night out in my life. It was never my idea to go anywhere. I, I was always a follower. Who organizes it? Who are any, uh, none of us here are organizers of that? No, right? cooler people, but like I'm an organizer. I'm one of life's yeah, organizers. But, but ultimately, you see, the problem is you have to be cool enough to organize it, but then too cool to actually follow through on the plan happening. Whereas I feel only if you organized it, you would then sort of be saying, "Okay, it's half ten now. There's the cars are outside. Let's go." The fleet of cars <laughs> that I have arranged. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I, yeah. I don't know. Maybe my group of friends was more like anonymous. You know, like that. The nobody ever said, "Let's attack this." Mm. You know, target. But someone stood up and but said, it just "Kind of happened. Kind of coalesced." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we are going into town. Yeah, we are legion. Mm. Yeah, we are one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, I I spent a lot of those evenings uh, really committing to the like pre-game, and then we got a taxi, and the motion would make me sick, and I'd be oh, like, "Yeah." I'm just going for a walk and I'd leave. Yeah, gone. Yeah. Mm. But that takes a lot of strength, Will. That ta- I admire that. I admire the just bailing on something because you don't want to do it. I, I think strength is a nice way of describing alcohol. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a nice way of looking at it. I was just too drunk, Hugh. Hugh, what was your ideal night out, you know, 10 years ago? <laughs> the word out. 
is anathema. Yeah, 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 I know. It's going to get really dark, I'd say. I mean, no, to be honest, a, a, a party like Connor's one in someone's house, but where there wasn't even the prospect of town. I never wanted the prospect of town. Yeah. I was always the person mm. quietly there hoping that everyone else would bail on town, you know? Because I love a house party. I'm, I'm, oh, listen. See in the dawn together, you know? Yeah. But... <laughs> Oh God, I don't want to see in the dawn anymore with anyone. No, that's true. Yeah, at this stage no. we're beyond it. But in your twenties, you would. It was great. Twenties on you, you saw in a lot of dawns. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> all righty. Okay, so my other question was: ten years ago, like, what were you guys listening to? Um, I kind of I did. I listened to a lot of like the vaccines. You know the vaccines. Mm. I listened. That's prescient. Yeah, I listened to. I still don't know. Uh, I don't either, really. Uh, yeah, I, I, I said, mm, but I, yeah. I didn't know. I just <laughs> like I, I think like I just like the way I listen to music is like I like buy an album and then I listen to it to death, and like flog it, like thirty, forty, fifty times, and then I'm like, okay, I think I'm ready to move on because I hate it. <laughs> and then like a year later, I'm like, let's dig out that album again. Like I, like a terrible man for new music. Anything mm. with like an eighties beat behind it, like a really sharp snare drum and some like horrible sounding keyboard and a key change. I was such a sucker for. I was listening to that banger on the way home today, blasting full blast in my car, which was um which is the highest it can go. Um <laughs> erasure, um, you know, a little respect. Oh, oh what an absolute tune. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh my god, amazing. And were you so, like yeah. dancing in the car like, don't tell me no, don't tell me no. I'll be belting it out. I have no yeah. shame when it comes to that, no. I'd belting it out. Yeah. But that's not a song that's not a song for, is that a song from your twenties? Or is that a song you discovered in your twenties? Yeah, you discovered like, in my twenties. I've discovered well, late teens, early twenties, discovered like um yeah, eighties power ballads. Mm-hmm. You know, probably from one of those like T V adverts, you know, the greatest eighties collection. You know, <laughs> they started to bang them out. Mm. Power oh, and it'd be like, I want to know what love yeah, is. Yeah. I am yeah. Yeah. And who yeah. could forget? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and those ads were like 15 minutes long. They're great. Yeah, it was great. God, when men were men and ads were ads, <laughs> you know? Do you remember though? It seemed so important. I remember, like, I was only thinking about that recently, like, a radio station, FM 104, were doing like the top 100 songs of all time over a weekend. And I was like, wow. Oh my God. This. It's pre-internet, pre-everything. Like, oh my god, this is amazing! I'm gonna hear the best 100 songs of all time, and all I have to do is listen to the radio for the entire weekend. Yeah, realistically, like, it's some intern at the radio who's been like, "Oh, guess I'll decide." Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. like Hugh Mill, what were you guys listening to 10 years ago? What, what or pretending to listen to, or saying you were listening to to gain street cred? I don't think I really understood street cred because I was really into like. Sincere singer songwriters. Oh no! Yeah, I know. Um, it's not. It's not attractive. I was trying to be honest. I didn't think I'd get reprimanded. I mean, but ten you years were. Later. You were a little before your time then, maybe. So who were you listening to then? Because that's all people are interested in now, you know. Uh, bright eyes. I got very much into uh, the swell season and the frames <laughs> and Glenn Hansard. Frames. Yeah. Glenn Hansard. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well, and was that p- purely a ploy? No, to... no, that was like I thought no. it was good, and then at one point I was like, I'm gonna get some Glenn Hansard lyrics like tattooed to myself, and then no. I met oh. a friend from Ireland, <laughs> and he was like, "What the fuck?" Are you Which lyrics? <laughs> uh, uh, well, I didn't realize I'd have to admit this, but <laughs> this was before Once was big. All right, 
It was no. early doors. Uh, Please no. tell us, Will. And I haven't done it. Like, I'm untattooed, <laughs> and I will strip naked to prove that. But I wanted to get three. on my arm. This is the most embarrassed I've felt on the podcast. Take this sinking boat and point it at home. We've still got time. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, forever. Seabag Montefiore. And just, honestly, the most I honest. I mean, what I've ever was that in age of? I don't want to sound like your mum, but I mean. I, <laughs> I mean, it was probably to prove. I will say, I used to think the coolest thing in the world was how Megan Fox had We Will Laugh at Gilded Butterflies tattooed on her back, which I think is from King Lear. And yeah, I this, think until this very moment, I've harbored sort of some latent desire to have that mm. done. There is a huge so we've all been difference there, Will. between William Shakespeare and Glenn Hansard. <laughs> in that I could bump into one of them. <laughs> I do remember at one point I decided to listen to every single song I had on my iPod because I had thousands and thousands of songs on my iPod. So I just started with the first artist, probably Aha, Take On Me, great start, deteriorated great start. from there. Um, but yeah, I think it was when I was interrailing and I listened to just thousands of songs and it was great in one way because you do find artists you hadn't heard before. But then, God, I was trawling through Dave Matthews for what felt like weeks <laughs> because someone had clearly given me like seven of his albums. And he yeah. doesn't That is a real songs. thing to do that you do in your 20s yeah. because that's the kind of thing at a party you can be like, do you know what I'm actually doing at the moment? Yeah. Just listening through listening my entire music yeah. collection. Yeah. Um, what were the physical, I suppose, pros and cons of being in your 20s? Like, was it the time for you guys when you were at your most... Um, how shall I put this? Uh, <laughs> so, I have no idea how you're going to finish this sentence. I'm so at, excited. At your, was, were, you, were, you, were you at your physical apex, Will? <laughs> and has it been downhill from there? Or, or I think it should be pointed out that Will is barely out of his 20s. Will is a fresh yeah. new 30. Yeah, yeah. You know? Oh, so. wow. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're but a child. But uh, the rest of you, I mean, has it been, <laughs> has it been like a steady decline? Or are you only coming into your infancy as gods? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like not so much the like, uh, you know, the kind of obvious differences are like you can't run as fast. You're not, you know, as fresh in the morning after a night out. But the thing I find is like, like my body in space is it, it's better now <laughs> than it was like I don't walk into restaurants and like awkwardly linger by the door looking for the sign that says please wait here and then I walk halfway towards the reception then back out and go back to the door again and then I'm <laughs> trying to catch someone's eye but I'm not I'm doing it and it's a massacre and then I'm in somebody's way that's my memory of my 20s is mm. constantly being in the way in mm. public uh, oh sorry oh, yeah. oh sorry oh, sorry so yeah, I, I think that's the big difference in thirties. I like I come into the restaurant, I'm like, "Hi, looking for a table for two, You know, it's like when you yeah. when you hold the door open for someone and apologize. Like I've done that <laughs> multiple times. You know, yeah, yeah. My worst nightmare, yeah, used to be coming into a restaurant or a bar when you knew somebody was there already waiting for you. Oh, and I still hate the mortification this. of them looking at you wandering around like a moron doing that thing of like oh do I ask the woman or will I sit do I do what's the arrangement here yes I, I can't stand that yeah. so I, I used to be a big fan of the pretending to be on the phone mm. oh, yeah. I still do it you I know, still do it really do you oh yeah oh, I do it when yeah. I answer the door I do it when I, I do it all the time oh yeah well, wow. if I answer the door I normally don't answer the door but if I do you answer <laughs> the door on the phone yeah <laughs> if it's someone so you, you trust like... you bring it down and so, say yeah, that was exactly. so that if it's not something I need I can just oh sorry I just can't yeah 
Really? And then bananas. clearly, if it's someone who I actually want to talk to, they can feel really important because I'm like, look, I'll just have to call you back. Connor McKenna's here. I mean, you know, you've absolutely ruined a load that of mice. by explaining it on a podcast <laughs> where <laughs> your your seven other friends uh, listen to it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, look. yeah. Yeah, uh, but so I think one of the other big things you you mentioned, Connor, is hangovers. Obviously, right in your twenties are are a very different sport, right? Um, yeah, I think I just I don't know. I I drank a lot more in my twenties, so I think they were worse. But I don't know. I haven't quite tested it, push it fully in a while. Um, well, you kind of realize now. You're like, I don't have to do this. Mm. Mm. This just it doesn't have to be this way. But in your twenties, it's like the die is cast. We've gone into town. I'm on the bus now. Right, yeah. I have yeah. to have a Jager bomb. I, think, I, I yeah. think you're probably right, though, in the fact that maybe the physical hangover wasn't, uh, you know, maybe been worse in your 20s, but you had didn't have anything to do the following day. That was mm. of any consequence. Mm. And I'm even talking about work, because whatever you were, a lot of the time in your early 20s, whatever you were working, well... If it was a weekend job or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you didn't really give a shit anyway. The stakes were lower, yeah. Yeah, so... I feel the same as you, though. Like, my hangovers... Because I I discovered spirits when I worked in a cocktail bar from the age of, like, 18. So I'd only drunk spirits. And then around the age of 19, 20, I was introduced to beer. And I was like, hold on. Is this what hangovers were for everybody else? Because I started ah, on, like, cocktails. Clean gin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and was like oh this feels like i'm gonna die like i'm gonna explode from my head first and you know but like beer is fine so i my hangovers were way worse i think because i was not used to drinking and now i'm like my hangovers hangovers are fine really yeah oh i often yeah. think i need to be admitted to hospital i mean uh, like, oh, it should be reiterated i'm like 29 and a half like i'm 30 <laughs> i'm so just 30 so okay like, yeah fair enough let's check in again yeah. in a year's I, time and i think like, the, I the, phys- the physical fitness thing is interesting because i definitely think it was only towards the end of my 20s that i probably <laughs> got to the got to the top of this very low mountain that is my physical fitness <laughs> but like and i feel i'm still kind of there you know i feel i feel probably late 20s to mid 30s is, is is a good time for me but then you do have like there's always a bit that's sore you know or even one of the kids in yeah. my class asked me recently so mr o'connor how come when adults sit down they always go that's great that's adulthood you know (laughs) because that's the other thing you go in like i started teaching in my early 30s and i was very much like you know i'm a young cool teacher i'm their dad i'm basically their dad you know primary school so like you know there's there's really not much difference between me and the parents sure some of the teachers must be what 22 or something yeah some very young teachers yeah i'm pretty middle of the road at 34 you know yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have the USP that you thought you would. No. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say the. Um, I just remembered, uh, like a large portion of my twenties, when like I was trying to, just in relation to alcohol, I was trying to figure out why I had like these allergic reactions, and I couldn't figure out. <laughs> I don't get them anymore, right? And um, basically, I was told by like a few doctors, like, "Oh, you." you shouldn't be drinking alcohol anymore. It has this chemical in it. You shouldn't be drinking certain types of alcohol. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, what, what types of alcohol are that? And they're like, well, you can't, you, you can only drink um, like gin and vodka and you can't drink beer and alcoholic beer anymore or anything else. And I was like, oh shit. Like I was like early twenties, like 21, 22. And suddenly basically I was facing down the barrel for the rest of my life of drinking gin on night out. It was going to be like a, 
blubbering mess by half <laughs> ten every night. Oh, this is crap. So I like discovered like like invented a bunch of cocktails for myself, which was like uh, gin uh, mixed with non-alcoholic beer, um, oh. which was called a gin hackman, and <laughs> it was uh, really as terrible as it sounds like you know if you have you ever gotten like a really really cheap beer like i think it's like excelsior is it that's quite high in alcohol and you're like jesus <laughs> this tastes like somebody poured vodka on top of beer well that was the gin hackman <laughs> and uh then it, yeah one it was like a yeah that was the main one then it was like a gin and juice which i renamed a ginny weasley because it was orange <laughs> <laughs> is the moral of this story did you end up just ignoring the medical advice no actually i mean that, that's the boring part i guess but the um yeah it just turned out i had like an allergy to aspirin and um oh, and, and some types wow. of chewing chewing gum and i couldn't figure out why um why i was always getting uh <laughs> like rashes the the morning after but not when i was drinking the alcohol I was like, this doesn't make any sense. Oh, and then it was because you was were eating taking... chewing gum the next morning, like going into work because I ah. stank of booze. <laughs> God, that's something I haven't done in a long, 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 long time. Well, gone to had work. to have chewing. No, had to have chewing gum to like mask booze. Yeah. Like that's that's like adorable when you're 21 and really sad it also, at 34. It also doesn't work, <laughs> that right? Like it doesn't no, work. No, it doesn't no, work. Sure. It's coming you know, it's out much of better. every pore. It just, yeah. just smells like, like creme de menthe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like a priest. The better thing to do is is spicy crisps. That was always a great oh, one. Oh, right, okay. Oh, I've just had some Monster Munch. I'm grand. Spicy crisps. There is quite a weird point in your 20s where suddenly everybody is like, you know, you're you're, you're not a teenager anymore and you're you need to be you know, you have a proper job and you're maybe getting your first apartment and all those things. And there's a really weird point where you're basically masquerading as an adult, you know? Yeah. It's, it's very strange. But then it's only when you get a bit older that you realise that everyone's doing that. Like, that is what adulthood is. It's masquerading as an adult, you know? I, th- yeah. I still think that. I still see people like, you know, like uh, I saw like three builders on a site recently all in their maybe 50s and all eating 99s. I'm like... Everyone's just a kid. Some people are wearing adults' yeah. clothes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's any, very any cute. like gruff man eating an ice cream it's, is yeah. just—it's just amazing. It's like we're, we're yeah. all sensitive and we love a cone. Like it's okay. Yeah. Everyone loves a cone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think I think it's uh, that's the sort of thing that would mortify you in your twenties to do would be to just nonchalantly eat a ninety-nine. Because as I mentioned to you before the podcast started on you today, I was on a school trip and to close out the school trip, I bought 2699s for my class and became a legend in the school. Oh, that's very sweet. That's very cute. Yeah. Uh, And how did you guys cope with uh, having any kind of element of money for the first time in in your 20s? Oh, yeah, it was brilliant. I was working as a, (laughs) a lifeguard and like the pay was insanely good um and i basically i was living at home and i didn't pay any tax so it was just this like i think i hit <laughs> there's a soundbite Conor mckenna <laughs> does not pay any tax <laughs> i think it was probably just under the threshold or whatever but sure uh, it was i swear to god basically just had like i think i had more money then than like i ever will have again like comparatively oh, to expenses yeah. and yeah. You're living so cheaply, drinking cheap booze. Like, there wasn't, like, I wasn't, you know, like, 
like I wasn't I didn't go to restaurants no one went to restaurants like I just I didn't care I, I <laughs> ate peanut butter in a, in a piece of bread folded over for dinner as I, <laughs> that's such a good yeah. sandwich. <laughs> sandwich a calzone even, I think they call it don't even yeah. cut the bread you uh, just no, fold it, fold it over. <laughs> I yeah, my mother's always horrified and it's really funny like I was like, I still do it now. And I'm like, guess what? Nothing's changed. <laughs> She's like, okay, cool. Whatever makes but you But that fold in the bread is delicious. You know? really I've good. done that in the last four It's like yeah. the thick part of the chocolate in an Easter egg. You know? Yeah, it's great. Yeah, <laughs> it's so yeah. and delicious. Hugh's, I didn't, the, the toasty episode of this podcast, Connor, Hugh, instead of making a toasty, just brought grated cheese on a slice of bread. He's a big bread fan. So his favourite part is the fold because it's most of the bread. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. yeah. The more bread, yeah. the better, yeah. I, a, my, yeah what's the, your favourite part of the bread? The crust. The bread. The crust. The middle, the middle bit. bit. Okay. Yeah. The middle Curly bit. Yeah. There's like a, like a, like the heel. Okay, so in a sliced pan, the heel, some people are mad into the heel. Yeah. I think I the heel of a sliced pan isn't that impressive. I think the the end of a of a <laughs> real loaf of bread is great. How do you eat that? How do you lubricate your mouth sufficiently for that, Hugh? It's a great question. You just get uh, your mother mouse to come and lick and groom you sufficiently. <laughs> yeah, and to regurgitate it back into your <laughs> yeah, mouth. Exactly. Is that, Delicious. That Does um, I uh, this probably won't appeal to everybody on the on the call, but uh, do you have a like? I, I'm asking this because I clearly have one myself, but of, of, like there was a hangover in my 20s that is like the the pinnacle of all hangovers where I then had to go and do two kids parties because I was a kids entertainer oh, wow. in between stuff. Do you like that feels like a big part of my 20s is like managing hangovers and work. Was that is that a, yeah, a relatable experience or is that oh, not? 100% that 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 really rings a bell so I, especially when I was working it's going to sound terrible now but especially when I was working as a lifeguard it's <laughs> like awful like that stint in air traffic control yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah I do remember it was a really fun place to work but I remember like being in nightclubs the night before and uh, you know looking at my friends going oh, I better go home it's you know, 20 past 3 and he's like, oh, okay. And I was like, is he tired? No, I'm in work at nine. I'm like, oh, nine. as what? A lifeguard, <laughs> you monster. But um, <laughs> yeah, it was, a, it was a great place to work. Markovich Leisure Center there in town. <laughs> oh, no way. I yeah. was imagining that you were on some like uh, golden beach somewhere, not, not no. uh, Townsend nah, Street. <laughs> the beach lifeguards, like, they thought they had it all. That was, you either went into the pools or into the beach and they all thought they were, they all thought they were all that. And a They're a big rivalry. Of, is that like Chips. a step up and what, film? What did you do? Happen? Yeah, what did you do all day? Just like, because presumably not that many people drowned no, on your no. watch opening. Thankfully, nobody did. Yeah. It was like really warm on the pool bank. So if you had a hangover, that was tough. But there was a oh. first aid room at the end of the pool. And basically, you were always <laughs> in twos for lifeguards. And someone would go, I'd just go, can I have 20 minutes in the first aid room? <laughs> that's <sounds> terrible name. <laughs> that is um, the saddest sentence to have to say yeah. to another person <laughs> you lie in the first aid room and turn it was on so the bed. dark yeah the bed and like nap and you get up and you feel like a new person yeah i remember that being a thing in 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 jobs at that age like just being obsessed with anywhere you could go for a nap yeah, totally. and i remember like i worked in an office where there was a rumor that the first aid room had a bed so people were constantly having headaches and having to go lie down in the in the restroom or whatever yeah. it was yeah yeah that's yeah. great it's and, and yeah and did anyone ever drown or did anyone that's no dark? no did they I, didn't <laughs> no it was brilliant um it was just such a fun place to work like i remember <laughs> i love you were doing the advertising for the pool brilliant pool no one drowns yeah 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 nobody <laughs> drowned 
there was like a, an internal phone system, but you couldn't tell if the phone if the call had come from an internal number or an external number. <laughs> so basically you were all, you'd ring reception from the pool side and be like, like, how you, how's it going? Uh, I was in the pool earlier. I think I lost my wedding ring. And they're like, oh, okay. Um, where were you? Like, well, I was in the sauna. And then you'd kind of like hide, I guess, and, and watch as the person <laughs> from reception <laughs> made their way into the sauna. And they come back to the phone like, no, it's not there. Oh, I think it could have been in the lockers. And then you'd watch them go to the lockers. <laughs> and then they, they go back to the phone. Oh, it's not in the lockers. I was also in the dressing rooms and the showers. And oh, so you see them getting a bit cross now as they're going, looking around. And then they're checking the baskets, you know, the, where all the empty <laughs> stuff is found. Uh-huh. And then they get back on the phone. You'd be like, oh, here it is. It was on the other hand. <laughs> <laughs> so simple. Mm. But. And how many times a day did that work? It's like, well, that was just one, but we used to do, I mean, there was one really gross one that one of the guys did, which was hilarious, which he, he went and he got the, like the lunch run and it was like bagels for everyone. Okay. And he came back in and a friend of mine who I was working with, he, he went down to the, um, this guy who was working there, he went down to the, like the basket where all the stuff is filtered out from the swimming pool and he got some false teeth. He, he he unwrapped her bagel, Maeve, my friend's bagel. He unwrapped oh. it and he stuck the teeth oh. in the top of it. <laughs> and then he wrapped it up again. And he and left he, the teeth yeah, in yeah, it. Of course. And then put them all in a bag. And, <laughs> and then we were in there at lunch and I knew it was coming up. And I was like, just like, I, eyes were watering. I was eating my bagel, shaking, trying not to give the game away. And she opens it and she's just like, oh God. Oh God, <laughs> what happened here? And he's like, oh my God, obviously someone took a bite out of it and their teeth came out. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> what, like the staff member? Like who did this and then wrapped it up? <laughs> it didn't make any sense, but she fell for it. It was great. Yeah. Got, yeah, why wouldn't you? Who would make that up? Who would find some <laughs> fake teeth to make it up with? That's commitment Why to the were bit. there false yeah. teeth in the... In the in, so what? So like, like they fell out of somebody's mouth when they were swimming and they went through the filtration system and came through in the baskets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that is the biggest story, oh. to be fair. like <laughs> How many false teeth did you find going through the filtration system? Well, it's like, you know yourself, like, it wouldn't trove. have been like a big... Like, we're imagining false teeth like in the kind of like comedy I'm imagining cartoon ones that, sense. Like, walk along the floor <laughs> yeah, themselves exactly. clacking away it's just like it's just a plate you know a plate with okay. two teeth on it you know it <laughs> that's somehow worse it's so funny yeah oh man what a great place. <laughs> do you know what I would have been so annoyed at, at that age as well that that like you would have had your money for your lunch and then your lunch had been ruined <laughs> yeah 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 I you know, know it yeah. wasn't like the luxury we all know now where you might be able to buy a second sandwich <laughs> you know yeah uh, with your yeah, yeah. that is horrendous <laughs> yeah used to, we used to do this game um, called quick change on reception where somebody would come up and be like um, you know one for the pool or one for the gym and then you go oh yeah absolutely no problem just a minute and you go down below the counter and <laughs> another person would come up and finish the transaction <laughs> like nothing had happened <laughs> and I'd be like, like yeah so sorry was it one for the gym and then like 99% of the time they didn't notice wow they didn't notice and that was what made it funnier yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're just like, oh my God, they just don't notice. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, you do it twice then. And they usually notice the second time you did it. But. I love the prank calls and I think that's amazing. And I love prank calls. I think it's my funniest genre of comedy. Okay. But I've never had the straight face to get through one. Mm. 
which is a big problem. I mean, I really admired that you were able to kind of, you know, stick to the bit. When Anya and I were, uh, this happened in our 20s as well, when Anya and I were criminal barristers and clearly had very little to do at work, we did once make up a fake case and send it to another barrister. Oh, that's uh, good. Steve. And like this, and it was like a serious thing. So we all, we did all our work in the district court where you get paid nothing. And so to get a case mm. in the circuit court, like that's something that's going to make you a couple of grand. So that was a serious deal. And you, in, in those cases, the case, it's called a book of evidence. So the papers, like it's way bigger and it's meatier and there's way more in it. And so we actually spent the time creating a fake <laughs> case and all of the people in it, the names were anagrams of the names of the people in the, so what was, what were we, had, who, who were you? Did Anya Hartigan become something, someone? Oh, I don't remember. Anita... Anita. It was Esme Vertak was the was was the was the accused, yeah. and it was about it was I think about you were Anita Ratigan or something like that, were you? <laughs> oh, and we put so much work into it. Like Somebody stealing a hearse, a hearse, yeah. so, great a hearse. I, oh. I was typing oh. up the Garda interviews. You know, Anya was compiling witness witness statements. I mean, but the amount of work for that. All your the actual three... clients were getting sent to jail for something they didn't do. I think do. it's really cute that you think we had other clients. Will <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it was it was. I mean, if you want to know that the only harder thing to get into than comedy we may as well have said we yes, wanted to be premier footballers yeah yeah uh so the other thing i want to ask you guys was so when you were in your 20s what was what did you imagine your ideal partner being what traits did they have well, and has that has that changed and breathing i guess you know? <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i go back and I'm forth still on this. Waiting, so. <laughs> ideal partner yeah, as in romantic partner. Yeah, not, not, not uh, like a buddy cop movie. Yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry. I was just <laughs> yeah, thinking of Dwayne yeah. Rock Johnson. I want a real wisecracker. Yeah. <laughs> Who's a bit of a maverick, but he gets the job yeah, done. Exactly. Maybe that is what you want in a partner, you know? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, like, I guess now in your 30s, you'd probably just want somebody who's like a, like a, you know, a good team player, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it sounded... I've never heard a sentence that in, like immediately made it seem like there was a desk between us, Connor. <laughs> I was once on a date with a guy, obviously many years ago, and the guy was like, oh, who's your like celebrity crush? And I was like, oh, I want to give like an answer that makes it really interesting. And I was 17 and I said, Robert De Niro. And I think he was in his 70s at the time, <laughs> but I was like, no, this kind of sets me apart. I'm a bit different, a little bit dangerous. Okay. <laughs> Like he's someone's grandfather. And how did he? How did know? this this uh, person you're on date would take it? Uh, I was going. Reader, I married him. I did not. <laughs> no. Uh, and actually, uh, several years later, he started working in where my, oh my God, it was, summer it was job Al was. Yeah, it was Al Pacino. <laughs> of all the people you could have said it to, it was, was the worst. So angry. Was so. But this guy started working in my in my summer job, so I hid in this we this like prefab stock room, and I just hid there for a day. Amongst loads of water for Crystal to hide but from. But what him. did he say? So. Like, did he say Judy Dench or someone? And you're just like, we're <laughs> just not right for each other. You know, we're. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, yeah, Jesus. How um, old was he? Was he like seventy? Because that would have been. He was seventy. Yeah, yeah he was funny. seventy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, Robert De Niro. I think I might have said Al Pacino's or who else? Justin Hoffman. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And the like... relationship, yeah, just didn't. Yeah. Well, he lost his false teeth didn't... in the pool, I suppose. It's a difficult question to span an entire decade because I met my actual like favorite life partner in my twenties. But at the start of my twenties, I would have been like, "Oh, I don't know, a cartoon, ha <laughs> ha," you know, like <laughs> I wouldn't have trusted twenty-one-year-old Will to make any decisions. Mm. A cartoon? Which cartoon? Uh, the Jetsons. <laughs> <laughs> 
Beshi Rubble. The the only the only person I can think of is Meg from Family Guy, and the, and the joke is that oh, she's ugly. Good lord. And you know? fifteen. Oh, that's worse. <laughs> but she is played by Mila Kunis. That's, that's true. true. Yeah, that's that's true. what I meant the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Cut it. Cut yeah. it all out. Mila yeah. Kunis. Uh, would you like to be in your twenties forever? Like, would you like oh, to no. just have no way? No, no. no. I would like much prefer thirties. Yeah, I think thirties are great. Yeah, Early thirties, great. great. It's just that time. feeling mm. of like confidence, like in you know vague confidence in social situations. Like I know I I've learned now. This is saying so robotic, but like in your twenties, you don't know <laughs> what to say. And like it's with your mates, it's different. But like it's just like you know now what not to say. I've learned now. I very rarely say the wrong thing in my 30s and that's nice because it means I can get to sleep at night. <laughs> you know, yeah. like I'm not haunted by just yeah. as you're drifting off to sleep. <laughs> you know, that thing comes into yeah. your brain where you shouldn't have said that doesn't happen anymore. And you don't much. care as much either. That's probably true. Yeah, I didn't feel like then. <laughs> I just like my first like seven or eight years in my 20s was like, if I don't crack 20 jokes in a minute they won't like me <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, yeah whereas now I'm like oh five jokes is fine yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, go that's down. maturity yeah. by the time you're 47 I was like how do you know if someone likes you if they're constantly do, do you think in your 20s if somebody didn't like you or you heard somebody didn't like you would it have crushed you more than it would oh, now definitely oh yeah mm. absolutely yeah I just I remember like I, I like <laughs> I would also like I would find a way to claw my way back in whatever <laughs> way to make them like me again. And then that would be fine. I wouldn't be interested in them anymore. It's terrible. Whereas now, I was like, you know, there's, there's someone like from my past who like he lives in the area. And like, I don't know why they don't like me, but they clearly don't because they always stick their head down when I go by or whatever. And I'm like, at first, and like I saw it, I was like, oh, it had the, like the 20s reaction. I was like, this is crazy. I need to find out where they don't like me and maybe I can make them like me again. And then right after that thought came, ah, no, why would I be arsed? Yeah. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. It's okay. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. But see, I wonder, is that person just uh, embarrassed? Yeah, you see, now you're starting to talk like me in my 20s, whereas, like, I need to find out if they're just embarrassed or they don't like me, whereas now, like, I don't care. I I get that a bit, and I'm not a very, I'm not a shy person, but sometimes if I see somebody, I'm like, oh, I just don't want to do the whole, oh, how are you? So I'll just burn them. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I've pretended to be asleep on a bus once to avoid somebody I know quite well. So <laughs> just was like. Just How long were you on the bus? Oh, like half an hour. Do you have to miss your stop. Yeah. Pretend you were asleep for the whole time. No, I was able to slither, slither off. But uh, <laughs> yeah. I would see. Yeah, uh, if I saw you on you doing that, I, 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 I wouldn't quite call you out in it, but I'd say on you, like I wouldn't, like you know, <laughs> like yeah. Uh, yeah, I was once in a horrendous situation where I kept having to get the bus with somebody that I didn't really know very well. But what do you oh, do? That's terrible. Okay, I can. Yeah. I can Same bus that. every yeah, night. The first two, you know, two three times. Oh, the conversation's can... dead. Like, and we could we could never decide were we going to sit together mm. or were we going to. So we'd always sit diagonally across from each oh, other and no. then just lean uncomfortably to talk. Oh, horrendous. that's awful. Yeah. And what I in now as a as a fully fledged adult, I would just be like, I'm just going to leave you to it. Sure, you, yeah, yeah. Sure, you're busy. Yeah, yeah. Leave yeah. you two there. See I you now. I just see you walking through with the with the phone. Back of the bus. <laughs> yeah, she's on the phone to me, who's going to answer the door. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I think now I would be like, I'm just, I can see you're busy. You know, I'm just gonna, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. But is, um, is your 30s and the confidence you get therein based entirely on the fact that you fucked up so much in your 20s? Like, is that... Without a doubt. Without yeah, a doubt. and you realise that that's okay. Yeah, you realise that, that the consequences of messing things up are nothing, you know? Like, you're of social situations, you're like, oh, life went on, you know? Mm. So therefore... L-I-F-E-G-O-E-S-O-N, I guess, you know? It's, it's yeah. come full circle yeah. to the uh, it's come full circle to the Carrie Bradshaw quote. Yeah, yeah, and that's what your twenties are from making the learning the lessons. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your twenties are just like a long series of fun mistakes, I think, mm-hmm. or just mistakes. They don't yeah. have to be fun. But it, it is so true. I know it's such annoying cliche that like youth is wasted on the young because you know in your twenties, like you're probably the most attractive you'll ever be. Uh, you know, you're at your 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 peak physical fitness, but you're just an, an idiot yeah. and a moron. Yeah. And I often think if I could have my brain now and my body at 21, yeah. but you'd be so bored. You'd be bored. Spend the whole time looking in the mirror. Yeah. Oh God! And the irony is, you know that whole thing people say. Oh, you know, you don't appreciate how good looking you are. But like when you look back at photos of yourself, oh 21, God! Like, oh. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's I the other thing. And even like I've never claimed to have a great dress sense, and I don't think I have a great dress sense now. But I think I just dress nicely casually now but like oh my god just dreadful just dreadful like when you're wearing like you know how you dressed in college and when like you'd just be wearing like like there'd be days probably where you're like oh well I'm going to go out and like kick a ball around so therefore like I'll wear swimming shorts and runners you know or <laughs> yeah. like, did you did you ever wear that probably you know probably. yeah actually, that was the big thing the big Hawaiian shorts phase that went on yeah in our, in university yeah <laughs> Yeah, I, I, yeah, a lot of Bermuda a lot shorts. Of Bermuda shorts. Yeah, yeah, but you're right. Like when you went to college, you had to be dressed for anything. Yeah, you know, yeah. you could be, you could be kicking a butt. Well, not me, but you. Could, or I you had to teeth. be willing to do anything in the thing you were wearing. Like there's <laughs> two different ways. Yeah, of looking at yeah. It. yeah. It was definitely flexible. I, I had um, I had a very flexible outfit, which was um, the t-shirt starters. Yeah. Um, followed by start. the Strong. um shirt on top of the t-shirt very nice oh, open big move. and then on top yeah. of that was a zippy hoodie and really yeah. the zippy hoodie went up if you were doing kicking a ball the uh, shirt yeah. closed over if you went into a nightclub and if it was you know hot you took off the shirt i guess yeah you tied you it go, around your exposed the... waist because yeah. <laughs> for, for formal occasions did you ever go for the jacket over the t-shirt all the time that was my go-to look yeah jacket mm. over the t-shirt yeah that was very like Am I in the thrills? Man, that's so, so embarrassing. Of... That's what I wore today. Well, what were you wearing in, in college? Oh, man. What do they wear in the UK? I don't... <laughs> I, I'm i not... Now, I think I have a little bit of style. And by me, I mean... I, m- my girlfriend introduced me to, like, outfits and, like, colour schemes and, like, things yeah. matching. So mm. I don't remember what I was wearing, but I do remember that I thought it was really cool and funny that I had SpongeBob SquarePants bedsheets. And so anyone who came back to my room, I was like, oh huh, pretty cool. There's a SpongeBob face on the bed. <laughs> and they were like, goodbye. <laughs> that was the thing, though. That was a big thing in college where people used to watch SpongeBob. Kind I of... didn't even watch it. That's the worst part of that, Connor. Really? Didn't even watch was it. Was it a thing? People, yeah, it was. It was uh, like, I, I didn't watch it, but there was... He came like to my room once, but... Donors, I guess, used to watch yeah. it. Yeah, it's a thing that definitely had a, an audience of older people rather than just the kids. I mean, I don't mean the yeah. elderly, you know, but I mean, yeah, <laughs> students as opposed yeah. to just kids. Yeah. And I wish I 
wish I could say I was smoking weed and watching SpongeBob. I was doing neither, but was still buying the merch. So that okay. was the kind yeah. of okay. that was kind of like sartorial elegance that I was dealing with. So, so before we wrap up, like if you could say something to yourself in your twenties, uh, like what would you, what would you warn yourself about, if, or what would you what words of encouragement would you give yourself? I think it's an interesting thing because I think. Like uh, my life has, I, I've I've changed career multiple times, right? And some people often say, like, "Oh, Hugh, do you not wish like you'd realised that at the start?" But I don't think I would have been dreadful at this job. I'd have been a terrible teacher if I'd done it straight out of school. Yeah. So yeah, I think I'm like, yeah, you just like I'd have been awful. Whereas by the time I went in, it was like between the various other jobs I'd had and the life experience I'd have, I'm like I'm so much better suited to it now. I'd have been awful because all of that nervousness, you know, all of that awkward social situations whereas now i'm just like yeah whatever just go and go and do my thing so i don't think i'd actually change much on you you know i'd save all the money i ever got i think that's what i'd do i'd save it all (laughs) so that now i'd have money but then again i've gone through a a series of very low paying jobs so i'm not sure that would even add up to much no you you're not saying anything to your younger self no i'd say just go for it yeah what would you say to yourself connor i I, you know i the only thing that I wish that I had done was be a little bit more adventurous with like those like a massive amount of time that you had every summer. You remember when the summer Mm. used to just span into the horizon, Mm. like three months. Yeah. And like, I remember like everyone's going to Chicago, everyone's going to Vancouver. So you just went. And now I look back and I'm, sometimes I see like when I'm, you know, touring with the lads and the shows, whatever, I go to the Edinburgh fringe and there's like, you know, I'm chatting away to somebody, somebody's working staff there or whatever, you know, on the doors for the show. And they're like 18 and they're like, this is the best thing ever. And I'm thinking, oh my God, this would have been way more exciting to do. Uh, you know, go to like a festival or go anywhere. Yeah. You see people doing these crazy, they obviously have a lot of confidence. They're like, yeah, I'm going to go to Morocco and then I'm going to, or I'm going to go to the wherever, I don't know, Thailand. I'm going to work for a while and then I'm going to go The Moroccan here. Fringe Festival. Yeah, the Moroccan Fringe Festival. You know, like just... I guess not one place in an mm. English-speaking country for three months. <laughs> and yet, Connor, mm. that's still more adventurous than I did. Because when you Me said too. everyone went to Vancouver, so I went to Vancouver, in my life, everyone went to Vancouver, so I stayed in Dublin. Oh, okay, you yeah, know? that is worse. So I did even worse. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even yeah. do whatever. I didn't even conform, you know, but I didn't, yeah. I didn't not conform the good way. I just, yeah, you weren't in Bali or something. No. You were just in mm. Stillorgan shopping centre. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know, doing in what? Swimming tops and K-Swiss <laughs> runners. <laughs> Will, what would you tell your younger self? Oh, don't worry and you've got time. Like, I, I think I was, I was trying to mature way too quickly and was trying to be really serious about stuff. And it's mm. like, you're still a kid, man. You're still a kid for way longer than you think you are and that's okay. And... I think I think sincerely it would be just don't yeah don't worry yeah, it's gonna be alright Lil Will I like that what would you say that was you? nice um, I would like Connor I would say take more advantage of all the weird opportunities in college and stuff that you have to travel yeah. that I, di- I didn't take advantage of and I would also say don't worry so much this is a really obvious one but don't worry so much about what everybody else is doing yeah, that's a or what one. they think yeah. Yeah. I'd be like just like there were so many things I didn't do because I was like you know, like just just like do your own thing you know yeah so your your final judgments like being in your 20s is it is it a legitimate like Hugh and will do you want to go first and we'll let connor go go last yeah connor can headline okay yeah um 
I definitely have have got much more comfortable in myself and in my life towards the very end of my 20s and my early 30s. So I do think it's taken me till till my 30s to to get where I needed to be. But I mean, does that mean 20s aren't a legitimate like do you know what? I, I I didn't know what way I was going to go on this, but I actually think no. I think your twenties are a time when, yeah, you you sort of have to do lots of stupid stuff, and if you figure it out faster than that, great. But I think most people don't. And roll on thirty, and I'm going to say your twenties are not a legitimate like. Oh, big talk. Well, oh, big talk from Hugh. Yeah, I I see what you're saying. They're sort of something that is best when looked back upon. But then, hey, isn't that everything? We've learned a lot tonight, guys. <laughs> uh, I I think they are. I think they are. I had a nice time. But then it, the problem is that I'm basing it entirely on my time. Uh, hmm. I think I'm going to say they are a legitimate like because they're, they're a time where you get, you get more freedom than you did when you were towards the end of your teenage years. And you're like, mm. I'm a grown-up. But then your 20s, and there's so much time in there to develop like 21 to 29 is a huge difference and it's sort of mad to include them in the same category because rail cards don't even do that so why are we doing it but <laughs> i think they're legitimate like i had a nice time uh you, you get to live in your own p- place hopefully <laughs> and you get to eat ramen uh for breakfast at 12 p.m i don't have any arguments is my point but i'm gonna say yeah they're legitimate like i liked my 20s everyone else should Okay, so it is one all, and Connor, special guest, Connor McKenna, has come on to decide. Our, I mean, I don't know what the impact is. Normally, Connor, we say that if we vote something down, it's gone. It's kind of room 101. So, like. Yeah, so, okay. So, you go 19 to 30. So, yeah, you just go straight from 19 to 30 if you vote it down, but it's over to you, Connor. Well, do you know what? There's like. The whole part about certainly my 20s anyway, and some of my friends was there was like a freedom there to take risks, you know, like huge risks. Um, you know, you didn't have any money, so you didn't, there weren't, I mean, when we were in our twenties, there weren't that many good jobs around. So there was a freedom there to do stuff. You know, I talked about like having the summers to do things and like, that's on me that I didn't take that, that, you know, that step. But you know, in many, I guess, in other parts of my twenties, I took like enormous risks, and <laughs> sometimes they completely bombed, and sometimes they 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 came off. But that's there's a freedom there that doesn't exist in your thirties. You know that that level of huge life decisions, risk. You know, uh, whether that be work or travel or relationships, even you can you can trial you can trial your life partner <laughs> in your twenties. It's like a lot harder to do that in your 30s. It's like the time is just... Especially if you open with that. Yeah, if that's your hinge like tagline, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, that's why I think 20s is just such an amazing time in your life. And for me, it's 100% a legitimate like. Okay. Wow. Uh, Anya, how would you have voted? I don't ever want to go through them again, mm. but they're definitely a legitimate like. Okay. Connor made a very impassioned plea for them, I think. Yeah. And it's so true that like you, you can't you can't dick around as much in your thirties. You can't be like, oh you can't just start a podcast say and say, let's see how this pans out. Ah <laughs> oh, yeah, you'll never you'll never get that chance to take these risks again with so little consequence. So 
Connor, I suppose thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, man, really appreciate it. it. It's great to great to see you all. And um, yeah, thank you for having me on. When was the last time you uh, you spoke, Hugh and Connor? Was it in your twenties? Oh yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, I'd say so. I'd say it was probably at a comedy gig. Yeah, you pro probably one of the quiet point comedy gigs maybe i mean that's a long that's time a long ago time ago i might have seen you guys since then i hope i did i'm certainly gonna say i did but <laughs> well we're certainly gonna go oh yeah to, you're uh, welcome anytime yeah. you like yeah do you have anything uh to plug for for our listeners oh okay well i mean we're back at the edinburgh fringe with the new show that's about that's and so is will with just these please so if you're gonna see will um you can see will you can get a bite to eat and a pint and you can come see us yeah that sounds lovely. Uh, thanks for listening to Legitimate Likes. Uh, if you like us, congratulations. Uh, rate us five stars. Share it with your friends. But mostly, follow Foil Arms and Hog and Connor. Uh, my name's Will. <laughs> that's Anya. And that's you. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.